Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic Hill Media, featuring radio, TV, webinars, and live events worldwide. And today, presenting Interviews with Authentic You, with your host, Michelle Abo, author, international speaker, and also known as the Celebrity Numerologist, and Jeffrey Miller, author, international speaker, and also known as the Interventionist. And now, here's Michelle and Jeff. Enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, worldwide. How are you? And welcome to Authentic Your Media, Authentic Your Radio. We are very, very happy to be live with you today. We have a very special guest. Also, my co-host, Michelle Arbo, is here with us, celebrity numerologist. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Jeff. It's always a pleasure to be on air with you, and we have a great show, so I can't wait. Yes, thank you. Don't we? And it's a pleasure to be on with you as well. And we do have fun, and I think that's the name of the game. And we've been having some phenomenal, phenomenal guests. Uh, Today's guest is no exception to that, I'll tell you. Sophia Davis, one of the top transformational coaches in the UK, known as a talent illuminator, has featured on the BBC London Radio, Cosmo, Look Magazine, and Women's Fitness Magazine. She's also an advanced EFT master practitioner, a Reiki master, and an energy specialist. Sophia has a proven track record in getting to the root of any problem in high-speed timing. Sophia is a regular speaker on BBC London Radio, offering her experience, advice, and expertise on a diverse range of topics. Sophia has also been featured in Cosmopolitan, Closer Look, and Women's Fitness Mag, as well as the Huffington Post, www.sofeminine.co.uk and National Health Magazine with articles and advice on work and life issues. Sophia, welcome to Interviews with Authentic You, all the way from the UK. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. Cannot be better. Yeah. We have, we're having a great day here in New England. It's a little bit blustery, as uh, Winnie the Pooh would say. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? It is fall. And uh, I don't know if you can say that, Michelle, in L.A., where the sun is always shining. Uh, it's chilly, actually. It's quite breezy oh. today. So, um, yeah, it's quite unusual, but I think fall is rolling in. But I can definitely feel the change in the air, you know, the fall change and the shift in energy. It's, it's definitely helped perk me up today, I think. You know, we have two show hosts that are down under, as we say, and uh, down in the southern hemisphere. And they both are lucky to be going into spring and feeling summer temperatures in Australia and New Zealand. And uh, I had to make fun of that the other day. I said, yeah, we've uh, we've allowed you to send winter to us up here. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun, Sophia. We have had you on, and I don't remember how many weeks ago it was. We had a fantastic show then, and we promised we'd have you back on, and here you are today. And we really got into some diverse subject last time about coaching and spiritual, et cetera, et cetera. Today, pre-show, we had a great discussion yesterday and a bit today, discussing what's going on in the world. It seems like you know things are going mad, so to speak, as as you say it. And uh, let's talk about that. Let's get right into that, and let's get some Q and A between the three of us, some back and forth, and then hopefully, folks mm-hmm. will get callers. And I want to get that number out quick, um, if you would, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you go right to our page, it says it's 917-889-3818. And please feel free to call in. Uh, both Michelle and I will see that you've called in, and one of us will answer you to, to uh, get your name and hopefully get you on to ask a question and uh, join in in the conversation. So, Sophia, go right ahead. So, yeah, you're so right. Things, it seems like things are going completely crazy in the world. I've been speaking to a lot of people recently who are going through some major changes within their own lives. There are people who 
are having relationship breakups. There are people who are moving home, myself included. There are people who are leaving jobs or who are having realizations that the, the job they was in before is now no longer serving their highest good. We've got all of the changes in, in temperature over here in, in London and in, in England. We're having major temperature changes here. And also not forgetting that, you know, the craziness that's going on in, in Egypt and, and Syria and all over the world. And it, it seems like things are going completely crazy and everyone keeps asking me, you know, what is happening? And I wanted to speak about it today because there is actually something happening and people are kind of becoming more and more aware. And I thought that maybe uh, Michelle and I and, and also you, Jeff, might be able to help to make things a bit more clear for people because there is a, mass, a massive consciousness shift going on. And for, for people who, like, most people will understand that, but for those people who don't understand, basically people are waking up to this idea that there's something more. They're waking up to the idea that there have been untruths told to them. They're waking up to the idea that we're being very controlled as a, not just a society, but, you know, as human beings on planet Earth, we're being hugely controlled. And people are starting to realize that things aren't feeling quite right for them anymore. And because they're having this kind of wake-up call within them, it tends to cause a bit of chaos because there's two parts of us. There's a part of us that really knows the truth about who we are kind of deep down within us. And then there's the part of us that is bound by fear and responsibility and expectation and societal conditions and um, what's it called, uh, conditioning of, of how we've been brought up. And there's this battle within us. And what's happening in the world is just a representation of that battle that's going on within us. Is that kind of making sense? Yes, yes, it is to me, Michelle. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying for sure. And it's it's just so what what I believe is happening is that we're coming to this kind of tipping point, not only kind of on a global scale and in a physical sense, but we're coming to this tipping point within us. And what people are finding is that all of their old patterns and old habits and old behaviors and old mechanisms and their old defaults that they would go to kind of up until this point is no longer serving them. So it's all kind of risen to the surface in order to be healed. And really what we're being given is an opportunity to do things differently. We're being given an opportunity to see where these patterns come in, not just our own patterns, but patterns within kind of our world, you know, patterns of war. Rather than focusing on peace, we focus on war, eradicating. And rather than focusing on what could be done and, and what might be a world that we'd like to see, we focus on other things that are, are less helpful for us. So really what I'm talking about is, is two kind of quite major things. There's the changes that are happening in the world that seem like massive, massive tragedies and traumas and massive upheavals. And then I'm talking about the changes within us. So really I'm talking about two separate things, but it comes down to the same thing, which is that we are being given an opportunity to evolve past what we have known up until this point. Mm, wow. That's a lot to think about. So it is a lot to think about. <laughs> it's, and it's amazing that there is so much awareness going on now as well. I know I hear about it all the time. And our show that will air tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 o'clock Pacific can be kind of late over in the U.K. However, the astrology show, Living Astrology with Janet, is really talking a lot about this change that's going on based on planetary situations, you know, with the astrology which is amazing. And there are so many changes happening today for so many people, Sophia. You know, what are we going to do to manage it, though? What, what do you think, the, what, what advice would you let people know that they need to start thinking about to help them with these changes? Well, I think that there's a few things, Jeff. First of all, kind of on the energetic changes, I just want to talk about that just for one second, because I know that you're going to be speaking about it um, on, in the next show, so I won't go kind of too much into it. But from just an, an energetic point of view, there's a lot of light that's being injected into our planet. And a lot of the veils that were there before have now been lifted. So we're starting to have access to higher planes of energy. And we're starting to gain access to higher intelligence. And we are starting to become more aware that there is more than us. 
And what's happening is there's a slight confusion because I think that it, it becomes quite complicated. And actually, it's quite simple. It's just that we are being offered more love. And a lot of people have been deprived of love. And love is not something that a lot of people are used to. So anything that you're not used to feels reasonably uncomfortable. And moving on to kind of the second part of your question, which is about, you know, how do we manage it? I think that, you know, I'll talk about my own situation for a second because I'm going through major, major changes in my life. And I made a promise just before, which is that I would be totally authentic on this show because it is authentic new media and that's the aim of the game. And I'm going through major upheavals. I'm, I'm moving house at the weekend. I'm not quite sure exactly where I'm going yet. I've been packing up boxes. I was on a radio show last night. I am in the middle of writing two books. I don't know where in the country or the world I'm going to be. There's so many changes going on for me. And it has been very uncomfortable. And the issues that I was speaking about earlier on, the old challenges, the old thought patterns, the old behaviors, I am not exempt from that. You know, they have all come up with a massive vengeance. And there have been times over the past week or two weeks where I have felt very uncomfortable. But how to manage the change and how I'm managing it as I go through it is to remind myself, number one, not to resist it. Because what you resist will persist. So the more you fight with it, the worse it will get. It's like putting fuel into a fire. The fire just burns brighter. It's like the situation in, in Syria. We're, we're resisting changes that need to happen. And what's happening is it, the situation's getting worse and worse and worse. So I think the key here is not to resist the changes, but to, to make every effort to go with the changes. And what really helps and what I've found has really helped is to have faith that life has a grander plan in store for you than you can ever possibly understand or imagine. Because when you think that it's just you in this world and that you are totally in charge and that this is all there is and you are in this matrix that we call life and that's it, there is nothing more than that, that feels really, really scary. And actually that's not the truth at all. And when you surrender to the idea that there is a higher intelligence, it's the same intelligence that created us, it's the same intelligence that created planet Earth, it's the same intelligence that creates all these synchronistic moments that we all call coincidences. And when you realize that there is a higher intelligence operating who knows exactly what they're doing, who is intelligent enough to create us in such a phenomenal way that we're able to breathe and beat our heart without even being aware that we're doing it then suddenly it doesn't seem as scary and suddenly you surrender to a higher power and you have a trust that actually everything's going to be okay and when you have that trust and you go with the flow then you don't feel as frightened and you don't feel as confused and you don't feel as alone and lost and in danger and then suddenly everything is okay because you feel okay and when you feel okay, there's nothing that you can't handle. Amazing. Amazing. You're talking about that that created us. Uh, when we talk about the universe and all there is, it's quite remarkable. And all you need to really do, people, is to go out in the evening and get away from the lights of the city and get into the country and go out about 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning and look up on a clear night. Oh, yeah. The, the immenseness that you see, and tell me that we're, first of all, that we're alone, <laughs> that we're it. Uh, tell me that, that you can't stand there and actually go into a state of awe, A-W-E, total aweness of what there is and what you're seeing because you can't even begin to start to think about it. We had a conversation the other day, and that conversation was simply this, that they put a telescope up into the sky, into what, what is considered a dark area in between what you might see in stars. And I believe it was the Hubble. And they left it there for a period of days. It exposed more amazing stars than we ever could imagine that we can't see. So... Right. That that has created all of this, 
with it. When, and Michelle and I talk about this all the time. People say, well, we don't want to get into God talk religion. Well, we're not. However, G-O-D is the terminology, God, that we uh, humans have put on, uh, Allah, etc., for our creator, for that supreme being that created us. And that goes into many other areas, too, that people want to talk about or not. But this awareness that you're talking about, Sophia, is is really becoming pervasive in our society. More and more and more people are waking up. And when right. you can be, you can be start to become, your unconscious becomes conscious. Then you start right. to have an awareness. And then you start to feel the vibration of that change. And that gets so scary for people. It really does. And Michelle, I'm going to let you jump in here because you you have really delved into this yourself. And uh, we've had conversations on this, so this is a great topic, Sophia. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole change factor, you know, I'm seeing so many people. And it's interesting because um, what I'm seeing is that there are so many people right now, because this is a year of relationships from a numerological perspective. So there's a lot of focus on either relationships with other people, but also relationships that we have within ourselves, you know, what, the connections that we make with our soul and those kinds of energies that are going on. And so I'm seeing a lot of shifting in terms of certain people growing and other people not. And there's a big fear factor right now, especially with the financial crisis and people losing all of their personal possessions. And a lot of people were wrapped up in those, and that was their identity. And so now we're coming to this place of authenticity because we really don't have anything left. And so the next question was that question about being afraid of change. Why are so many people scared of change? And, you know, I see it from my perspective, but I'd I'd love to hear yours. I think that we're all scared of what we can't see and we're scared of what we don't know. And what's interesting is that one of our, one of our basic human needs is, is uncertainty. So we like to know what's going to happen. We like to know we're going to be okay. We like to know what's going to happen next week or next year. But ironically, another one of our human needs is uncertainty, as you both all know. So we do need an element of uncertainty as well, because that's what makes us feel alive, it's what makes us feel excited, it's what makes our adrenaline pump. But unfortunately, what's happened is that we, we live in such a fearful society. We are conditioned to be afraid of everything. We're afraid of, as you say, the financial crisis. We're afraid of losing jobs, losing homes, losing partners, losing faith. We're, we're literally afraid of everything, and, and it has been conditioned to be that way. And people are worried that they're not going to be able to cope or they're not going to be able to survive. And ultimately, that's really the biggest fear. The biggest fear is, well, actually, the biggest fear is that we're not enough. And then the next biggest fear is that we're not going to be able to survive. And unfortunately, we can't survive the way that we have been surviving up until now because life is not allowing it. And when we spoke earlier on about, you know, old patterns and old beliefs and all of these kinds of things, Life isn't allowing us to, to stay with the old dialogues anymore, and that's why everything's feeling so intense. So the only thing that really you can do, it's like if you're, you know, if you fall into a river and you're trying to fight against the, you know, the tide, it's never going to work. You have to just go with it. And if you go with it, things start to become easier, but it's about taking that first step. It's about finding uncertainty exciting rather than daunting, which is, I'll be honest with you, I've been, I've been finding it very daunting, the, the idea that I've got no idea kind of what, what's happening ahead of me. But when I hold on to that idea of it being daunting, actually that's more painful than me just going with the changes and me just trusting in myself that whatever comes in the future, I will be able to handle it. And I guess that's really the key, and kind of going back to the question before. It's about believing in yourself and trusting in yourself enough to know that whatever happens and whatever life throws at you, you have the choice to see it as a challenge or an opportunity. And you also have a choice about whether or not you want to believe in yourself that you will handle whatever that means to you. Whatever comes, whatever happens, if you believe that you can handle it, then change then becomes less scary. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I think you're kind of touching on the next question, which is explaining about creating our reality. How do we do that? And, and I guess you're kind of touching on that 
that next question as well. So if you want to just continue on with what you're explaining, because it's, you know, it's fascinating, but also, you know, our next question was just that, you know, how, how do we create sure. our own reality? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things there, kind of just moving on to this idea about trusting in ourselves and believing in ourselves and knowing within ourselves that we are capable of dealing with life and, and managing life. And this is so important, and actually this is the single, I believe, this is the single most important thing in the world for us to learn, because the outside world, as I was explaining kind of earlier on, the outside world is a reflection of our inner world. So whatever is going on for us internally is going to be reflected externally somehow. So if you are in a bad mood and you feel really, really stressed out, you will be faced, and I 100% would stand by this, you will be faced with situations in your life that will make you even more stressed out, even more anxious, even more angry, even more negative. And actually, again, using myself as an example, the other day um, when I was packing all my boxes, I was not feeling the best that I've ever felt. I felt a bit scared. I wasn't sure what was happening. And I was aware of all my feelings, but I was buying into them, to be honest. And one of my boxes broke. And then I went out to get another box, and nobody would give me a box. And I kept asking. And then I had to call up the electricity company to let them know that I'd be leaving my flat. And I spoke to somebody who told me I got my details wrong and wouldn't deal with me because they wanted to speak to the account holder. And, of course, I was the account holder. So that was just driving me crazy. And then... I went to get some orange juice out of my fridge and I dropped the whole carton of orange juice on the floor and so we went on. And these things very rarely happen to me because for 90% of the time, I'm very calm, I'm very centered, I'm very positive, I'm very upbeat, I tend to always see the opportunities in everything. And for 90% of the time, things go well for me, people help me. Things generally go right. Things tend to flow. I'm always in the right place at the right time. That's usually an example of my life. But how quickly that changed when my, my state of mind changed. And the reason that is is because we, and I think Jeff kind of briefly mentioned it just before, we are vibrational beings. We vibrate. We are made up of atoms and molecules, and we are 90% space. And if you put your hand underneath a microscope, you will see that we are a series of atoms and molecules that are vibrating at a certain speed. Now, how we change the speed of that vibration is through our feelings. And if you feel particularly down or depressed, your vibration is always going to be lower than if you feel excited or happy or joyful or in love. And, of course, love is the highest vibration that we can have. Now, how it works, the universe is made up of the exact same thing that we are. So we are made up of the very same thing that the stars are made up of, that the moon and the sun and everything, the, the, the ocean. We're all made up of the same thing. So we're all vibrating at different frequencies. So in order to have what you want in your life, you need to be in resonance with the thing that you want. So if I'm down and I'm depressed and I'm angry and I'm feeling really bad and really frustrated and life just... I don't feel that life is going my way. I'm vibrating on a very low frequency, which is never going to be the same frequency as the things that I want. And the things that I want are joy and love and success and fulfillment and contentment and peace of mind and peace of heart. And those things are a very high vibration. So if I'm a very low vibration, that's a very high vibration, we're going to pass like ships in the night. That's just never going to happen. So... Where we speak about creating your own reality, what we mean by that is that you have to be in resonance with the things that you want. So if you want to feel secure and stable, you need to first go within yourself and think, what would that feel like? And you need to get in touch with what those feelings are. When you get in touch with what those feelings are and you start visualizing and you start thinking the thoughts of security and safety or whatever it is that you want to attract into your life, when you start allowing yourself the experience of those feelings, you automatically generate a higher vibration within yourself for yourself. And as your vibration goes up, so you become in resonance with love or joy or security or anything that you want. 
And then that thing can then come to you like a magnet. And we are constantly creating these situations all of the time. And the key mistake that we make is that a lot of people are so used to thinking about what's not in their life, what's wrong with their life, what's missing from their life, what isn't going right for them, that they continually put themselves in the vibration of those exact things. And what I would suggest is that people start, first of all, learning from the experiences that come to them. So what is this telling me about the way that I'm feeling about myself and my relationship with myself? But also start really putting their efforts and putting their energy into what would actually make them happy, what would actually allow them to feel peaceful, or how can they allow themselves to be happy, or how can they allow themselves to feel peaceful even when the things around them don't quite match that yet. Does that all make sense? Yeah, it sure does. Amazing. Um, actually, totally, totally amazing. Uh, you've touched on a lot of very lot of very key points, Sophia, that uh, something I've been digging into deeper as well. And I think those of us that are becoming more and more aware uh, in a conscious state from a semi-conscious, unconscious, wherever we've been, as you awaken and you start to become totally aware, and, and they say there's maybe no such thing as total until that day we're not in this form, as humans, that we get back to spiritual. But I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, you know, how does this all work in your mind's eye? And you've pretty much been going there with it, which is fantastic. But when you talked about fear and moving away from it, it reminds me of a uh, one of the Osho quotes, Osho, and he said, "Don't move the way fear makes you move. Move the way love makes you move. Move the way." Joy makes you move. And love, as you said, is the highest frequency. And I'm going to get Michelle on that in a couple of minutes, and let's talk more about that from a numerological standpoint. You know, the word love and its high frequency and what it, what it is from a, from a numbers perspective. But you really touched on some serious stuff there. When we start to think, first of all, talking about the needs, the six human needs, basically the six basic and my mentor and yours, Tony Robbins, really dives into those. He really wants people to understand those basic six human needs. Now, as we know, there are many. There are many human needs that we have. Maslow, the hierarchy of the Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy, I should say, there were many. I mean, literally hundreds uh, that he broke them down into category to subcategory to minor subcategory, et cetera, et cetera. But there are basically six, and, the, and you talked about certainty and uncertainty. And the amazing thing is it has been well-proven now, and this is something people might want to think about, you know, that variety of life is your uncertainty. You can't have all of one and none of the other. It's got to balance. And the closer you can balance the two of those, the happier your life is going to be, believe me. Right. I had to talk about that this morning as well. You know, you spend the whole day in front of your computer working, and you don't hardly take a break, you jump up, you grab a bite to eat, you grab a cold drink, a cup of cup of tea, a cup of coffee, whatever, and you keep going all day till you can't even see any longer, and you say, okay, it's time to quit. Whereas if you take a break, go out and get some fresh air, that is changing that state. That's that certainty of being one way and going to a state of variety going the other. So you're balancing. Same thing in a work day. So great stuff, great stuff you're talking about, so I'm telling you. Um, and as I said, I was going to get into asking, you know, let's break it down, how it works, so people get a better understanding of it. And I think you've done a lot of that already. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? And also, you know, uh, do you consider them easy steps, or is this something? I mean, nothing should be hard when we talk what we're talking about. It's just a matter of what you said. Overcome the fear factor and getting to understand, believe it, yeah. believe it, possible. Well, you know, Jeff, um, they they say, you know, where in where intention goes, energy flows. Exactly. But for me, the most important thing, which actually is the thing that a lot of people really struggle with, and that's knowing what you want. A lot of people don't actually know what they want. And so what I'd say, if, if kind of anyone listening is in that situation, then it's good also to know what you don't want. Because the more you know what you don't want, the nearer you get to what you do want. So I don't think that that's kind of in any way a problem. It's just getting there in a, in a different route. But ultimately, it's about understanding what you want and understanding why you want that. 
That's the first thing. And then once you understand what you want and why you want it, it's about sitting down and putting yourself in a situation where you can experience those feelings. So let me just give an example. So love. I love talking about love because love is, I think, quite misunderstood. People think that in order to experience love, it needs to be either intimate love or love from family or love from friends. But actually love comes in so many different forms. But let me just speak about just love in the general sense of the word. Let's say falling in love. Let's talk about that. So let's say that I wanted to fall in love and I'm single, which, by the way, I am. But let's say that I wanted to fall in love and I wanted to bring love to me. I would first understand what I want, so what that love would have to look like, what kind of person I'd want to meet, what kind of characteristics that person I'd like that person to have, or what I feel would serve my highest good in so far as what a partner would have to offer me. And then I can sit down and I can start imagining myself being with that person. I can start imagining what that might feel like, the places that we might go, the things we might do, how I might feel when I'm with that person, what I might experience when I'm with that person, how it might feel when I'm giving to that person my love how it might feel to be in relationship with that person, how it might feel to have that person around me, making arrangements with that person, having that person in my space. And then I might want to start thinking about the positive relationships that I'm already in. And if people find themselves in a situation where they don't think they're in any positive relationship, they can look at things like our relationship with nature, with the trees, we're constantly in a positive relationship with nature. Nature gives to us unconditionally. And we give to nature without even realizing through our breath unconditionally. So if somebody is in a situation where they don't feel they have any positive relationships, they could even focus on that if they wanted to. And that would still bring them the same vibration. And then what I would suggest is that they write down what they want and they go through that process and they put it onto paper. And the reason why we put it onto paper is because just that act of putting it onto paper makes it physical. So you've already brought it into your physical reality the second that you've written it down. And then you'd always write it in the present tense. So I'm in the most wonderful relationship with a person who loves and respects me, somebody with a really great heart, and I feel so wonderful and we go here and we go there and we do this and we do that and you you tell a story as if it's already happening because all these things are triggering within you the right frequency the right vibration and it's bringing you to a level where you can meet that person and what I also say and which is a really beautiful thing to say particularly when you're looking for love is that when you look up at the at the sky at night you always remember that your beloved is looking up at the same stars and the same sky as you are. And someone, somewhere on this planet is looking for you. And that, that on its own, with nothing else, that thought, that understanding that there is someone, somewhere, who is wishing for you in the way that you are wishing for them, that alone will bring your vibration up to where it needs to be. And it's about triggering the emotion in your heart from that. It's about really getting those feelings because your heart is 5,000 times stronger than your mind. But unfortunately, we, not unfortunately, it's through experience, but we have been so used to using our minds. And this is not logical. This is heartfelt. This is about creating a vibration through your emotions, through your feelings through your vibration, which comes from your heart. And when you do that consistently and you put yourself in the right frequency, the right vibration, and when you're open to being loved and to receiving love, because that's also a really important part of it, when you're open to it, love will come or joy will come or whatever it is you want to come will come. And regardless of what you want to come, The process is the same. It's about knowing what you want, creating the images, the feelings, the frequencies within you from your heart, 
and then being open to receive. And the final step, Jeff, is about letting go. I always say, and I say to all my clients, if you had a helium balloon and you wrote what you wanted on your helium balloon, you're never going to be able to deliver that message whilst you're holding on to it. So you have to let go of your intention with the knowing within your heart that it's on its way. Absolutely amazing. You know, you, you're hitting you're hitting the nail on the head for me. You're striking the, the notes because I've just, in the last several months, had this happen. And I did look up and I did ask the universe that it was time for me to be able to send out the right vibration to meet the right person in my life. And it happened. It actually happened. And she was doing the same thing at the same time. It just so happens that it came together. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, but you got me thinking of a song, Sophia, and I don't know if our audience really wants me to sing, although I do have that illustrious deep voice. I want you to sing, Jeff. <laughs> Somewhere out there, you know, it might be right. that awesome song. I mean, I love you, that song. Isn't that a marvelous song? I mean, you know, we really should be playing that right now as, a, as an overture of background music. I think thing, we you know. should sing it, all three of us. Well, <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I don't know if I remember all the words. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, it is it's true. true. It is, it is true. It is I, true. I've felt vibration. And, you know, you, and yep. you know, Jeff, what isn't spoken about very often, and I think also what's kind of important to touch on while we're kind of speaking about this, and also knowing you well, one of the things that is really, really important is in addressing your block or your resistance or the things that are standing in the way of you and what you want. And for a lot of people, if again, we're taking love as an example just because I know that love is in the air with you, Jeff, and it was on my mind. But, you know, a lot of people, they, they want love, but they're not offering any love to themselves. And how can you expect somebody to love you when you don't even believe you're lovable? And the kind of vibration that you're emitting is the untrue belief that you're unlovable. But obviously that's going to be stronger than any visualization because it's so deep-rooted within you. And it's running on an unconscious level. It's an old pattern, but it runs so deep. And unless you start noticing and acknowledging what these old belief systems are that are creating blocks in your energy field and are preventing you from having the life that you want to have, that potentially um, could could prove quite challenging. Absolutely, you know it's um, it's interesting that the work I've done as well. It all kind of boils down to emotions and how we feel, you know. And and I remember when I first started this network, um, you know, Authentic You. It really came. I came to a place in my life where it was really about going with how I felt rather than what I thought. So, but I guess the challenges that I've found is that, you know, how do we manage our feelings? How do we, um, mm-hmm. you know, keep on track with feeling those things that are positive that are going to manifest what we want? Because it's so mm-hmm. very hard to get our feelings involved in clouding things and clouding um, that manifestation energy. So how do well, we do that? Well, that's a really, really great question. Um, and there are a few ways of doing that. And, again, I wanted to speak about kind of, life and conditioning and the reason why is because we have been conditioned into a society where feelings are made good or bad or right or wrong and actually they're none of those things they're just emotions they're just energy and motion and they are just different emotions wanting to have an experience and I was listening to a really interesting audio last night that my friend actually sent to me and she was speaking about this exact topic of emotions and she said that one of the biggest problems with emotions is that we make it personal we make it about us and she explained it in a way that I'm going to share with you which I thought was really really interesting and then I'll give you my take on it and how she explained it is if you're feeling what you perceive to be a negative experience a negative emotion like guilt or anger or frustration or confusion or depression or resentment or self-loathing or whatever the emotion is. She explained it as just being 
a form of consciousness wanting to express itself so that we can send it to the light. And it's expressing itself through us and through our lives. But what she says is that we make it personal. We take it on and we, we personalize it. And that's where she believes, I think it's Maureen Moss, and she's fantastic. And she said that's where she believes the problem comes in when we make things personal. And I have to say that I've really been thinking about this today because I, I would have to agree with her in that we make everything personal. So, for example, all of our limiting thoughts, which actually create our feelings in the first place, were never our thoughts to begin with. Our thoughts, our limiting beliefs, our limiting thought patterns or our negative thought patterns that we've had for you know, years and years and years and years and years were never there to begin with. We weren't born with them. We developed them as we started to um, gauge our life experiences and we started to form this false idea of separation of them and us. And we hold on to these thoughts. And we are still holding on to these thoughts, and it's these thoughts that make us feel bad. But rather than understanding that these thoughts aren't really us, and that these thoughts aren't really facts, and rather than kind of taking the view that this is just a consciousness that's wanting to express itself through us, we make it personal. And what I've found is that just kind of by applying this today and kind of really taking this understanding, by just looking at my patterns and seeing them as an opportunity, by looking at these thoughts of fear, these thoughts of uncertainty, these thoughts of not being able to manage in some way, by looking at them and recognizing them as an old pattern that is no longer serving me, suddenly it doesn't become as intense because I'm stopping myself from buying into these thoughts as though they were facts. Is this making sense so far? Absolutely, yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's powerful, right? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think feelings are just pivotal in terms of, you know, manifesting, and it's the key, really. It's it's the key to everything. Exactly. So if Mm -hmm. you can manage your feelings, then you have more chance at creating your life. So in terms of, you know, again, there's a really great way of doing this. And I don't know if I can say this, Jeff, but I have a, a free audio on my website which actually deals with exactly this. Am I allowed to say that? Absolutely. But I was going to say, go ahead and put out your contact information and everything you want right now. Sounds good. So there's, so on my website, which is um, www.sophiadavis.co.uk, there is um, a box in the top right-hand side, and it says, get your free three-part audio. Now, what that audio is, it speaks about exactly this. It takes you through a 21-day process where you start becoming aware of what your thoughts are. And I believe your thoughts are the window to everything else because they'll tell you what you believe about yourself. They'll tell you where your blocks are. They'll tell you what's holding you back. And they'll also tell you what you need to listen to and take on to be able to learn and evolve past your past. And if you sign up, it it gives you the audio in three parts. The first one is in seven days and then 14 days, etc. And it takes you through a process of really becoming conscious of what your thoughts are. And what you'll find is when you start being conscious of your thoughts, and the trick is not to judge yourself when you're looking at them, it's just looking at them with, like, interest, as if you're, like, being interested in a new friend. And what you'll find is when you start looking at your thoughts, the emotions don't come into it anyway because you're observing. So suddenly you become the consciousness that is observing your mind rather than actually being your mind. And when you become the consciousness that observes your mind, there's no need for the negative emotion. So that's one really great way of managing your emotions. Well, actually, I think I gave you a few great ways of managing your emotions. But it is a, um, it's a, I believe, it's my belief, and this is not a fact, this is my own truth, that I believe that it's a discipline. Managing your emotions is as much a discipline as managing your weight or managing a healthy body or managing whatever, you know, brushing your teeth in the morning. It's a discipline. Because if you do it every day, you become very strong and you become very aware. 
and you become very conscious and you start to really be fascinated in your mind because your mind is so fascinating. It takes you to places that you didn't even know you could go. And then just when you think you've come out of where you thought you couldn't go, you're back in there again. And we become so involved in this. We have a matrix in a mind, a matrix in life, a matrix in our body. And it's about stepping outside of this matrix and becoming the, the consciousness that observes the matrix. And when you do that, you take a higher perspective and you gain a clarity of mind and you gain a clarity on life. And you also gain a really beautiful way of managing how you feel and choosing where you focus. Because the only difference between feeling good and feeling bad is where you choose to focus your energy. If I focus my energy right now on the fact that there's boxes all around me and I don't know where I'm going, I'm going to feel anxious. If I focus my energy on the fact that there are so many amazing people who have offered to have me stay with them, so many offered, uh, lovely people who have offered for me to live in their homes, to, to offer me apartments, there are so many amazing people around me supporting me. If I focus on that, suddenly I feel great. How true is that? Wow. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the feeling thing is, is the key, but it's also the hardest part, I think, to manage. And I know you talk about heartfelt living, and that's really the key, like I say, when I when I started this network and when I really kind of had my own spiritual crisis and realized that feelings were everything to, you know, getting what I wanted and manifesting the life that I wanted. But I like that term, heartfelt living. It really resonates with me. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, of course. I mean, it, we, and I, I mentioned just kind of earlier on about we are so used to living from our minds, our thoughts, being in our heads. And people say that a lot, don't they? Or oh, you're in your head. And actually, I think that we are part of this evolving consciousness, part of this energy shift and this, you know, this um, humanitarian shift, really this human being shift of consciousness is shifting from the mind to the heart. And that's about your heart will always give you the truth. Your heart is pure. Your heart is the greatest compass that you can have in this, in this human experience because it comes from a place that isn't clouded by judgment. It comes from a place that isn't clouded by limiting beliefs. It comes from a place that isn't clouded by fear. So when you marry your heart and your mind together, you will always get a happier and more loving result for yourself. So, for example, if I spoke to Jeff now about his relationship, if I may, Jeff, Sure. If I spoke to you about your relationship and you were speak and you, in fact, before you got into your relationship, if you were speaking from your mind and thinking from your mind about the kind of relationship that you wanted and who that had to be, you probably wouldn't have ended up with the love of your life. That would be correct. But because you went to your heart and you followed your truth, you found a love that I believe, is making you incredibly happy. I would have to agree. This, this is no doubt about it. And, this, yep. and, and the reason why, and I won't use you as a specific example, but with people in general, the reason why is because when we are presented with an experience or an opportunity or a situation, immediately your mind is coming from a place of fear, of lack, of limitation, of scarcity, of old beliefs, of thought patterns, of expectations, of the reasons why you should or the reasons why you shouldn't, and logic and weighing it up and perceptions and all of these different things. And your mind completely confuses you and takes you to a whole other place. But when you work with your heart, the only thing that's there is your truth. There's nothing else there. It's just your truth. And your yeah. truth will always guide you home. So it's about beginning to build a relationship with your heart. How does it feel to me? Not what, is it, you know, what do I think about this? What do I feel about this? It's getting in touch with your intuition, with your feelings. It's taking away the senses that we know and delving into the senses that 
are less known. It's, does this feel right? Does this sit right with me? How do I feel about this? What does my heart think about this? And you will always get the right answer when you do that. I would have to agree with you 100%, and it's a matter of overcoming, and that's what I do as a strategic interventionist and hypnotherapist, and my practice with clients is simply that. We have to get in there and understand that we have been conditioned and patterned since we were kids as long as long ago as you can remember, which is at the age of two or three. And all these things have been conditions because they're what you've lived. You've lived what you've learned and learned what you've lived. And in that respect, we go to the head more than we go to the heart. You're absolutely right. When you your heart center and you come from the heart, which does, in fact, has been proven, as you said, has more energy than our brain. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely more energy and more power, so to speak, than our brain. It was the first vital organ that's formed in, in an embryonic state. The heart is formed before the brain and it starts to work. Wait a minute, how can that be? Because it seems to me that our head controls our heart. No. And that's the first right. sign. Yeah. And right when there. you love, and when you love someone, you know you love with all your heart. You don't love with all your head. You love with all your heart. So your heart knows what it's doing. Your heart, your heart has a its own intelligence. Your heart knows exactly what it's doing. And I really think, and I feel that what's happening is it's not about disregarding the mind or resisting the mind. It's working with the mind. So it's beginning to work with the heart and the mind together so that we can make better choices for our highest good. Does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. It's fantastic. I mean, you talk about, you know, living from the heart and creating from the heart. You're getting into a whole new realm. And people get very, this is where fear factor comes in. They get, they get very afraid that they feel like they're becoming mm-hmm. over vulnerable. And yeah. I've been there and done that too many times. Yeah. This this well, last this last head, round, it's, it? okay. yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm not allowing it. I'm setting out the right intentions for the wants, mm-hmm. needs, and desires I have from my, in my life. And when you know yeah. who you are, and those desires and those wants and those needs that you have, the universe will conspire, and you will meet that partner. I did. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's an, I think it's amazing, Jeff. But you know, you know, that's because you live with your heart, from your heart, and all of the, the all of, everything that we want to experience, we want to experience in our heart. So, love, joy, compassion, um, trust, acceptance, um, fulfillment. All of those things live in our heart. They don't live in our heads. What lives in our head is guilt, is fear, is all of the, the things that we spoke about earlier on. They, they are in your head. All of the things that you want to experience are in your heart. So in order to get those things, you have to start feeling with your heart. And once you're in touch with your heart and you feel with your heart, so many things change for you. It means you can have compassion for others. And when you have compassion for others, you don't get as irritated with people. You become more patient with people. You become more understanding of people. You don't need to hold resentment because you're feeling too much compassion. So it changes your life from the inside. So it's not just about, you know, attracting things into your life. It's also about attracting the good feelings that you want to be able to create your life. Fantastic. Reminds me of an exercise that I've been working with uh, and I'm starting to utilize it in coaching uh, as I get back into a group basis uh, with my program, 21 Days Change Your Mind, one of those is living and breathing in the now. And to live in the now, in this moment, right now in the present, the past is the past, the future is the future, but what do you do to stay in the now? And breathe in, hold it, feel it in your heart, and then start to exhale slowly and continue to exhale, continue to exhale, continue to exhale. It's amazing how many people can't do that very long because they feel like they're going to stop living. They feel like something's going to go wrong. They're not going to make it because Mm -hmm. if you don't breathe. It's really the only time we consciously think about our breathing. And if you think about it, the other time you will consciously think about your breathing is an exercise where a, a, a mentor said to a student, if you really want 
and you, how do you know when you're really ready to learn and to open up to what I'm attempting to teach you is when he took him out into the water and he said, I want to, and he held his head under the water for an indefinite period of time and the student had to hold his breath to a point where he started thrashing because he thought he was going to die from the lack of air because he couldn't breathe and he didn't want to drown. It's when he led him up that he looked at him and said, now you are ready. Do you know what that feels like now? That's the mm. feeling you have. And it's kind of a scared thing. It's like, oh, but try breathing in the now. Try exhaling. Yeah. It's amazing. You're absolutely amazing I when you do that. Oh, I've left you, Jeff. Go ahead. Oh. No, you still there? Michelle, yes, you still with us? I'm still here, yes, yes. Oh, we had a little glitch. Yeah. We had a little Sorry, question. I you for a We're actually coming down to four, a little bit more than four minutes of show left. I don't know where the hour goes, and we're having so much fun. But in <laughs> order to, you know, we're going to have to do this again, I'd say, Sophia, one of these days soon, because this has been a great, great discussion. I mean, one of the things that people really need to learn is to live from your heart and create from your heart. And you've been very, very excellent on this today. Thank you very, very much. It's been fantastic. Thank you for having me again. Well, thank you, and we're going to keep you with us here for a few more minutes while we get closed up. Michelle, anything else? Well, no, I mean, it's a fantastic show, and I I love the point that you made about, you know, the feelings being pivotal because I so believe that, and I think, you know, Sophia, your philosophy and your teachings are spot on because I think that that is, you know, the key to the law of attraction that many people miss. You know, they, they think that we can think about what we want and that's all we need to do. And and it's really more so about putting the feeling behind it than anything else. So, yes, we can visualize it, but it's the feeling. You know, how do we feel about something? It will always guide us to the right place, always. It's never wrong. And so if, if we can stay on track with those emotions and stay clear and focused on those, and they will be like, our guiding uh, force completely. So, yeah. you know, sometimes we feel like our emotions are, <laughs> you know, um, a, more of a curse than a blessing, but it really right. is one of those tools that are, um, you know, the, the key to our existence as humans, really. I mean, the, uh, there are a lot of animals and species that have emotion, but we're the only ones that are really conscious of it, that are able to utilize it in a way that is conscious. So that's the great thing about being um, souls in human form, that we're able to manifest our reality based on how we feel. So I think what you said was perfectly accurate, and I hope that the listeners can take away a lot of great information from this, and I think um, I certainly have. So it was great to have you on again, as always. It was a great show once again. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Jeff, to close up. But we'll definitely have to have you on again uh, as these changes keep evolving, as the world keeps changing, and we're definitely sure. in the midst of high change. Next year's going to be pivotal uh, in a in a big way. Mm-hmm. So we'll ha- have to have you on again the first of the year when things are really starting to move and shake. Definitely, that would be great. Sophia, thanks very much. Hang right in there with us to the close, and we got a couple of announcements we want to make. And once again, very quickly, I would like, Sophia, go ahead and, and get your contact information out there again so folks can get in touch with you very quickly. Thank you, Jeff. My website is Sophia Davis, S-O-P-H-I-A-D-A-V-I-S dot co dot U-K. My uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Sophia Davis Life Coach, and my Twitter is Sophia hyphen Davis. Excellent. Thank you, Sophia. A pleasure again. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being with us on Interviews with Authentic You today, the Authentic You Media Network, both radio, TV, live events, and we will be doing some amazing things with webinars coming up pretty soon in the future, and we're getting really excited about that. And also, next week on this show, do not miss a very, very special guest, Mr. Tony Branch, Coach Tony Branch. Coach Tony was the recipient of the first season of the U.S. show, The Secret Millionaire, with Mr. James Malinchuk, a very, very close friend of mine. Tony is also a friend of mine. He will be with us next week. Tony works with and he is going to tell you as a coach how he helps children learn to get out from themselves and learn how to be themselves, so to speak. It's going to be a great show. Don't miss it. 
Michelle, thank you so very much as co-host with us on this show. And also tonight at 7 Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, Living Astrology with Janet. Go ahead, Michelle. It was a great show, Jess. Always a pleasure. Tune in next week for another great show. Thank you, and we will see you folks next week on Interviews with Authentic You, Authentic You Media. Thanks so very much for being with us, and have an awesome day. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.